Hi there, this is Donna Kozik. I'm the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com and creator and leader of the original Write a Book and Weekend program. And I'm also the creator and lead editor of the Community Book Project. And today I'm interviewing contributors from our latest edition called A Gift of Gratitude. So we have three great uh, interviews lined up for you. And if you're interested in taking part in the next Community Book Project, you can go to thecommunitybookproject.com and get on the interest list. I'll send you an email, let you know when we are taking entries for our next edition. Here's a little hint. Uh, February 2019 is uh, the month of love, right? Sounds like it would be a good topic for a book. So, again, if you're interested, you can go to thecommunitybookproject.com to uh, register to get on the interest list. And, of course, go to Amazon and find our book, A Gift of Gratitude, there, where you can read not only the entries from our guests today, but also uh, 100 entries from other people who have contributed their thoughts and 200 words about gratitude. So today our first guest is Teiko Hayatsu, and Teiko's uh, entry in the book is called Find Miracles in Your Life, she starts with a quote from Mary Davis that says, through the eyes of gratitude, everything is a miracle. And then she writes, I have developed a track record for winning drawings and door prizes. Last year, I won a $50 gift card. Recently, I won a 40-inch TV, a book, a T-shirt, a door decoration, and a $10 gift card to a local cafe. One of my business colleagues asked me, please purchase a lottery ticket for me. How do I do it? I focus on what I want to happen, and I know that I am worthy of the prize. You can do it, too. If the prize is something you want, focus on it. Feel worthy of the prize. Then imagine your name being drawn. Every day can deliver a miracle. When you go to Starbucks, maybe you are rewarded with a free coffee or tea. Unexpectedly meeting your friend at a cafe is a miracle. Do you know the probability that two people living on this planet will meet at a given moment in time? It's so low that it is like a miracle. Take notice and say thank you for this once-in-a-lifetime chance to see you and share this moment. And then Takeo ends with, what is your miracle today? See it through eyes of gratitude. Notice your miracles or create them. And again, that comes from Takeo. And uh, Takeo, thank you so much for being part of A Gift of Gratitude, the Community Book Project. Thank you, Donna. I'm really <laughs> glad to hear that. Here. What a fun entry that you had um, here. And it is, it's so true that uh, it's fun to win things. And I really think that this idea of worthiness, you know, of, of kind of just saying, hey, you know what, why not? I could be the one. I could be the one who wins the 40-inch TV or I could win the gift card. <laughs> Uh, I think that that's a really good attitude to have. Is that something you've always kind of had or you developed on your own? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, mm, as an energy healer, I meditate every morning and night. So that's help to good energy, to keep my energy. Right. And also, yeah, and also usually I... Uh, focusing on if I do something to, uh, for example, study or writing. So 
I'm very good at to focusing on something to do. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so kind of putting your energy forth by almost studying uh, something, but then also just knowing that where you focus your energy or your time or your thoughts then manifest. Right, right. In in right, a certain right. way. Mhm. Mhm. Very good. Now, how did you get into being an energy healer? Uh, how did you get? Means uh. Means what is your interest in uh, being an energy in, energy healing? Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, most interesting uh, energy healing is the energy healing is changing the energy it's the same thing so shifting energy so if people have stuck something problem so i try to shifting the energy so people very light so please image for that the mess there is a mess at room there are a lot of clutter rooms, but if people clean that out, so they have a space, so they can stay very clean room. So it's the same thing for the human. So okay. after that, people, yeah, move quickly. So. So it sounds like what you're saying is that you help people who are feeling stuck in their energy clear out mm-hmm. or shift uh, some ideas or mistaken beliefs that they have, and then that can uh, not only by that clearing out, does that help them, but it helps bring new into their life quickly. That- that's right. That's right. That's right, mm-hmm. Donna. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. <laughs> All right, Keiko, where can people find you? Uh, yes. I'm on LinkedIn. My name is Taiko Hayatsu. Taiko Hayatsu, sorry. Yeah, so Taiko Hayatsu is on LinkedIn. And uh, thank you very much, Taiko, for joining me today. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much. And for being in A Gift of Gratitude. And her name is spelled T-A-E-K-O and then H-A-Y-A-T-S-U. You can find her entry in A Gift of Gratitude, and you can also find Tycho on LinkedIn. Excellent. All right, next up we have Joe Robb. And let me get Joe's piece up here. All right, so Joe wrote about your superpower in our book, and he quotes, uh, one of my favorites, Carol Burnett, and he's, uh, Carol Burnett says, only I can change my life. No one can do it for me. And then Joe writes, in my 20s, I struggled from intense anxiety. Emphasis on intense. I thought a neighbor was putting a hit out on me. I was actually hit by a cab. I was even hit in the leg by a ricocheting bullet in my neighborhood. The result, I could never relax, and I always had a tightness in my stomach. My doctor prescribed medicine, but my anxiety increased. I scheduled an appointment with the psychologist. At the first meeting, we just talked. I got nothing except another prescription and bad side effects. My second appointment was almost an exact duplicate of the first. My my dosage increased, and so did the side effects. Then it hit me. 
I'm going to have to do this myself. So I decided I would no longer have anxiety. I immediately felt better. And one of my biggest life lessons appeared, choice. Now, I'm not discrediting medicine or the medical field, but I learned I have a choice. I was letting exterior, mostly made-up situations, control me. Nobody was telling me what to do. I was in control. I chose to be in control, and so can you. We all have the ability to choose how we experience life. It's time. It is time. Hi, Joe. Hello. Well, it's time to talk to Joe. So, uh, Joe, thank you so much for contributing this to uh, the uh, Community Book Project. And did you have any sort of anxiety about writing about this, or did it just seem a natural fit for you? You know, it just flowed straight out. Uh, when I read the topic of gratitude, I thought, hey, I'm so thankful for the choice and the control I have over my own life. Like, I want to get that out there. Spread the word. Let other people know that, you know, you can take control. You get to choose how you want to live your life. Yeah, and I think you really expressed this well, even though I only gave you 200 words to do it. Uh, you really shared how it was your choice, and you had this this insight or this, you know, realization that came to you that you would no longer have anxiety. Could you share a little bit about what it's like to what it feels like to almost like flip that switch of like one moment you have it and then the next you don't? Well, it actually happened after I went to the psychologist the second time. I was actually on a bus uh, in Chicago. That's where I live. So it was a very crowded, loud bus. And I'm just sitting there and I thought, you know, I've got to do this on my own. And I was like, I can. I, I do. I have the power to do this. And the word choice just flashed in front of me, and then this calmness just went over my entire body, and I just felt light and soft and just relaxed. I knew something had just happened, and, I mean, those are the best words I can use to describe it, but it's just like 200 pounds were lifted off of me yeah. in just a blink of an eye. Yeah. It definitely sounds like you had just, you know, one of those moments of life, you know, that you'll never forget. It's, again, it's this insight. And by that I mean, you know, this sight into yourself and this realization that you could you could make this choice. And I'm curious about what happened afterwards, you know, maybe even directly afterwards or maybe yesterday uh, when these thoughts of like, oh, I could get anxious uh, over this. You know, I could get intensely anxious as you wrote about in the front part of your essay, but I choose not to. Is it something you consciously bring to mind even now, uh, or is it something that comes more natural to you? Um, no, I mean, it comes up all the time. I mean, <laughs> I'm faced with different decisions I have to make, and instead of, you know, kind of going through it and overanalyzing, you know, paralysis of analysis, I actually go back to that exact moment and feeling on the bus. And I can, for somehow, I, I, I have the ability to go back there and see the word choice, and I get that same feeling in my body. I relax, and then I make my decision on whatever it is that I'm looking at at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you revisit that moment of grace, which, again, just has such an impact on you and then you, you call it up again 
um, and remind yourself that you do have that choice. I see that you are a uh, life coach and that you say you work um, with clients from stuck adults to revolutionary results. Uh, what does that look like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so usually I get my clients that have been working with other people through, you know, whether it was depression or um, abusive relationships. So after they kind of get that work done, then I kind of take them to the next level. So they know they want to live a more ideal life, whether that's finding that perfect relationship, getting that job that they always dreamed of, or just revisiting things they wanted in the past that they've kind of let go. So I take them when they're coming to me stuck. They know there's something more out there, but they don't know how to get it. And so we look through, uh, create a process and their accountability for them, and we work together to, you know, get where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, Joe, where can people find out more about you? Well, you can visit me on my website, which is bedogetmore.com. So B-E-D-O-G-E-T-M-O-R-E.com. And I'm also on Instagram, and it's just my name, Joe Rob, J-O-E-R-A-A-B. Love it. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, such an interesting story, and it's so true about many things in life, about having the choice. And I'm sure Joe um, and myself were, you know, first not to discount people who are feeling any type of anxiety or or feeling stuck. It's not a judgment that we bring to people. Instead, it's like a, a hand that we're or, or holding out, you know, that Joe's holding out. It's like, hey, let me help you uh, get to where you want to go if you if you choose to go there. So. Thanks again with uh, Joe and his piece, Your Superpower, which appears in the community, in the community book project, The Gift of Gratitude. And then um, our final guest for this episode is Elsie Font. And Elsie's piece is called Find the Joy. She quotes Anne Voskamp at the beginning of her piece and says, Can I see the things to be grateful for? If I can see the things to be grateful for, I can find joy. And then Elsie writes, there is always something to be thankful for. You may say, but you don't know what I'm going through. It's true, I don't. But I do know we all have tough stuff. I know it can be hard to be thankful in those situations. We tend to focus on the problem and what we don't have. I find when I focus on what I do have instead, I am much more optimistic and better able to face the challenges. But the tough stuff can be a blessing in disguise. It may make us stronger, teach us a valuable lesson, or motivate us to do something great. It is amazing the number of charitable organizations that have been born out of illness or grief. Sometimes you're given a gift that you wouldn't have had if the difficult circumstances hadn't happened, like a stronger relationship with friends and family or a new career direction that is better than the one before. So take a look at your situation. What can you learn? How can you turn your situation around? Focus on the positive, and you will find the joy. And again, that's from Elsie Plant in our book, A Gift of Gratitude. Elsie, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Donna. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure for sure. And uh, Elsie, tell us a little bit about some of the circumstances that you're talking about with this idea of tough stuff. Uh, you and I were chatting a little bit before, and and 
you have gone through what some people call a, a tough situation. Could you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, I've been in continuous pain since I was injured in a head-on car crash almost eight years ago. Uh, it's not always the same intensity, but I always have pain, and it affects most of my body, uh, including headaches, which makes thinking hard sometimes. Uh, but I just, it's something I live with every day. And a friend of mine read my article, because she got the book yesterday, in A Gift of Gratitude, and told me I was the poster child for staying positive through tough stuff. But it's only because I've had lots of practice. It's not that I don't get discouraged and frustrated, but I try not to stay there. I do what I have to do to treat the pain. I have a rotating schedule of physical therapy appointments that help to ease the pain and hopefully will help me get some of my strength back in time. It's been a long time so far, but I am better now than I was, so I'm still hopeful. And I just keep doing my best every day. Life is challenging, but being miserable doesn't make life less challenging. It just makes it less enjoyable. So I just keep doing the best I can. I try to have a positive outlook. And I truly do have a lot to be thankful for. I'm very well loved and I'm very well cared for. So I'm, you know, I try to focus mm -hmm. on those things. You are. And I also said uh, that you were very brave. And earlier you're like, I don't know why you say that. Like, <laughs> why would you say that? Well, let me tell you the reason why I say that, Elsie, is because you told me uh, in our preparations for the podcast that this is really the first time that you're telling some of your story. Is that right? Well, no, I, it's the first time I'm telling my story in a public venue, yes, but I, I've a lot of people have heard my story. It's just I've, this is the first time on a podcast. Well, so. let me tell you, as a, as a book coach where I work with a lot of people and they question whether they should tell their story, uh, sometimes they question whether they should tell it themselves uh, just to put it on screen. They have a lot of uh, paralysis, frankly, about that. And so I, you know, try to encourage them to, to share that on screen. So, yes, it is one thing to be uh, telling your story to other people, but to bring it out into the public, I think that is brave. And I think most people who are listening would, would agree with that. And uh, you also said that uh, in your piece how it can, uh, when you go through tough stuff, it could lead to uh, – a different career or a different way of looking at your career, and I think that's what happened to you. Is that right? Yes. Well, I was a teacher in a traditional classroom. I became a teacher in 1992, and I taught at various levels in various schools from elementary to uh, postgraduate. I taught teachers, um, and I loved that job, uh, but after the accident and the constant pain, I didn't have the stamina to keep doing that in a traditional setting. So I had to figure out how I could use the skills that I have in a way where my time was flexible so that if I wasn't doing well on a given day, whatever I was working on could wait. So I've done some um, tutoring. I've done some uh, copy editing, freelance copy editing, and I'm working on uh, doing a couple of book projects 
of my own. So I my um what I do in the public is I have a a Facebook page and a website where I talk about language related things. I was a language teacher and uh I teach people how to get their message across more clearly by using correct words like not mixing up hom- homonyms etc and uh you know how punctuation really does change the meaning of things that sort of thing so that's what I do on my website but um I'm also working on some writing projects of my own Mhm. You sure are, and that's what I love to hear too. So I understand that you have uh, a book based on um, your experiences in the works. Um, it's not really so much about my experiences, although my experiences kind of fit into things. Uh, it's uh, it'll be similar to a gift of gratitude in format, in that it'll be one-page articles but they'll be on topics related to faith and trying to understand the Bible. And they'll be on topics like hope and joy and love and peace. And I hope that I will be able to uh, encourage the people who read them as well as maybe teach them a little bit about um, what various passages in the Bible mean. And when I, I've done that on a blog, uh, I did for several years write a blog similar to that and uh my experiences always kind of uh help inform my perspective on a passage so in that way it will be related but it's not specifically about me mm-hmm. i i hear you all right very good you know elsie you sound like you have like a practical kind of no nonsense uh, approach to life, which I appreciate. I think that I, I do it uh, that way myself most times. I'm wondering, though, if somebody's listening to this and it's like, well, you know, good for her. She found her way and how nice. She was a teacher and then she found a way to do that from home. My situation's different. You know, so somebody who's going through a, a bit of stinking thinking, we could call it, uh, what would you tell them to try to get them to uh, change their perspective? Well, you know, it it may sound like I've got it all figured out, but I've been working on figuring it out for eight years. So uh, I think each person will have to see what they can do. Like my career was completely shut down. I was a classroom teacher who could not teach in a classroom anymore because I just couldn't stand long enough to do it. So whatever your situation is, there is probably, like, I I can't imagine a single situation that is hopeless. So there is probably something you can do. And what you need to figure out is the good things that you have on your side that can help outweigh the bad things. So I've got pain, but I've also got flexibility in my life because I have someone who has provided me a home. (laughs) Like, I... I haven't been earning my own income, but I am not destitute. So, you know, maybe not everybody has that advantage, but they have some other advantage that they could uh, make use of. So just start to think 
about what the positive things are and how you can use those to overcome the negative things. And it'll be different for everyone. Right. That's true, too. Every individual is on their own journey. So, Elsie Plant, thank you so much for sharing uh, with us here and sharing your peace and the gifts of gratitude. Thank you so much. And I forgot, where can people find you? Okay, my website is my last name. It's plant.com. That's P-L-A-U-N-T dot com. And I'm in the process of renovating it at the moment, so the content isn't all there yet, but I'm adding more each day. And there is a contact form there if anyone would like to send me a note. And uh, that website is all language-related. So if there are writers out there listening, um, you may find my website helpful for you. And please come by and say hello. Absolutely. I'm going to check it out myself, too. Thanks again, Elsie. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you, Donna. Oh, so much I could say about everything. I'll just pick one gem, though, about what Elsie just shared and uh, tell you one of my own stories. So she mentioned about um, how where it seems basically where one door can be closed, another can be opened. And this can be related to career. And it really just depends on how you look at things. So when I first moved to San Diego, I have a master's, I have a master's in business administration, an MBA with a focus in marketing. And I was doing a little bit of freelancing, but I was also looking for a full-time job. So I found there was an ad, this was in 2001, 2002, so there was an ad in the paper um, for a marketing manager for the local community college here in San Diego, San Diego Community College. And from what I understand, they told me that 1,200 people applied for this job. And so I was picked. Uh, for a uh, panel interview. So I was one of like 20 people picked for a panel interview. And then from there, I was one of five people picked for a one-on-one interview. And then after that, I was one of two people picked for a final interview with uh, the powers that be. And then I got the phone call, and I was the first runner-up. And (laughs) we'll tell you that uh, really at the time I was disappointed, but I was like, well, we'll see what else happens. However, and my sister, and I love her dearly, and uh, obviously, and I I appreciate her attitude, she's still a little bit disappointed that I did not get that job. And when we talk about it, uh, as it comes up, she's like, yeah, runner-up for Miss America. And, And she's just like, oh, to go through all of that. However, it was a blessing for me because it was around that time that I saw what Allie Brown, Melanie Benson-Strick, James Roche, and others were doing online, and I'm like, I could do that. And then I'm like, what would I do? And I'm like, I know. I could show people how to write books. And look, here I am now, you know, 15 years later, uh, hosting a podcast, having the community book project, doing my writer's book in a weekend events, and I have some other exciting things on the horizon, uh, all related to book writing, and it never would have happened. I really, it never would have happened if I was on that track of being a director for marketing for the local community college. So you never know. You never know. Sometimes your your biggest disappointments are somebody who uh, might look at it as a huge disappointment for you can be just uh, the answer of, you know, not here, not now. 
you know, go go try somewhere else. And uh, that's what I did. So anyway, that's that's one of my stories that uh, our guest prompted in me. So I will end this podcast for the episode again by asking you uh, if you're interested in being in a future edition of the Community Book Project, you can go to communitybookproject.com and get on our interest list. And you can also find our book, A Gift of Gratitude, on Amazon. Until then, this is Donna Kozik. I'm the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com and creator and leader of the original Write a Book in a Weekend event celebrating 10 years. And also, I am grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again soon.